0: says in Psalm 103 this is not my main text but it says bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name what is that name Jesus hallelujah hallelujah bless the lord oh my soul and forget not all his benefits my hope this morning is that when you leave here you will for not forget all his benefits because he's good and he's good all the time he is great and greatly to be praised hallelujah let me remind us before i get to my message this morning let me remind us of who we are I was listening to Lee Stone King. How many of you like to have church in the morning before church on Sunday? Come on. I was listening to Lee Stone King. I just needed to hear an apostolic preacher. Amen. And he said, "In these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Come on. The church world can say what they want. But the Bible says here that they shall speak with new tongues. This part. I do like this part. It says they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. But Lee Stone King got to talking about Billy Cole. How many of you know who Billy Cole is? One of the greatest. I just knocked the water off. Help me, Jesus. My goodness. Billy Cole, his wife Shirley, they were in Thailand and Brother Stone King began to say they were trying to feed the Thai people. They didn't have a whole lot and she began to string the lights up so they could see. And she reached her hand through a, a chain link fence to plug the lights in. And a cobra bit her hand. You could see the fang marks. But all of a sudden she's walking around setting the table still. And Billy's losing his mind. My wife just got bit by a cobra. But what happened? Hallelujah. These signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. Now I'm not saying to take up serpents because you know if there was a serpent in here, I'd be out the door. (laughs) But come on, we got to get back. We got to get back to knowing who we are and believing God at his word. If the word says they shall speak with new tongues, when you become a believer, when you get Jesus in your life, you're going to get the Holy Ghost and you're going to speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be intimidated by the church world. Hallelujah. back up. 65 years. Pastor, you remember Aaron Bounds preached 65 years of truth. Well, how many is it now? 70? Woo, come on. They can't stop this thing. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to get to my message. See, that's the thing. You start having church before church and then you can't even get to your message. Come on, maybe we ought to turn off the news, and maybe we ought to start listening to some apostolic preaching. Psalm 100. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Psalm 100. Now, I had a message from the book of Daniel. Pastor, you, you, you started to talk about that message when God writes on the wall. So, Pastor, I'm going to save that message. And God began to deal with me on, the, on Thanksgiving. And lo and behold, Brother Rex had preached a wonderful message Wednesday night. And I leave and Mary Faye goes, are you going to preach on Thanksgiving? I said, I think God's talking to me. Amen. Psalm 100. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. Come on, you're not made by anything else. I don't care what these doctrines and schools and all this stuff they teach. You are made by your creator. And not we ourselves. We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth unto all generations. Come on, church, this morning I'm gonna preach this thought the struggle, the struggle for thanksgiving. You may be seated. Amen. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. God, hallelujah, come down in our midst today, God. Let us leave here differently, God. than we came in, let us leave here changed by your glory. God, just a moment, a glimpse today, God, in this hour, this, oh, of your glory, God. Oh, as the glory fell in the tabernacle, God. When we leave here, let us be people that have spent time with you, Lord. Oh, and that your presence radiates and glows from our face, God. Just like it did from Moses' face, God. Hallelujah, we trust you this morning, God. Oh, we love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we approach the holidays this year, and specifically Thanksgiving, we can see that there is certainly a struggle to experience our holidays like normal years. I am not not sure what Thanksgiving looks like for you and your family this year. Maybe it will carry out, it will carry on as normal. Maybe it will look quite different. As people in your family are sick and dealing with this pandemic. I know some people in my family have just been hit with this. Uh, So as talk of more lockdowns and mandates loom, people are certainly stressed with the uncertainty of what Thanksgiving looks like this year. The way it looks right now is people are trying to cancel Thanksgiving and will probably try to cancel Christmas But church, you can't cancel Christmas because you can't cancel Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus and the church will not be stopped. Hallelujah, as the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Come on, and you can't stop thanksgiving because there will always be saints that give thanks unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're drawing truth, what you think is truth from people on news stations, I got a reminder for me. You better get in the word of God because what happens in the natural only plays out because of what happened in the spiritual. Hallelujah. They do not dictate what happens. Hallelujah. The spirit realm and God himself dictates what happens in this world. Come on, quit quit letting the enemy dictate your life. He does not dictate your life. Jesus does. Jesus, the word of God in the church is here to stay until the rapture comes. You can count on it because the word tells us so. There may be intense persecution, but that will not stop the church as it will only continue to spread the gospel. Just like in the book of Acts. Let's go to Acts chapter one. We're going to go to the word. Hallelujah. Come on. Acts chapter one, verse eight. It says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Come on, the gospel spread. Go over to Acts chapter 8. Verses 1 through 4, and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at the time, there was a great, what? Persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women committed them to prison. What happened? Therefore, they were scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching the word. It doesn't matter the persecution that comes. Hallelujah, this gospel is going to spread. Hallelujah. Even if they try to shut down the church, the church will meet in the home. Hallelujah, this church will never be stopped. If we look back, we're going to venture back a little bit into history. If we look back at the first Thanksgiving, we can see there was a struggle. As the pilgrims who were really a persuasion of the Puritan faith ventured to America setting sail in August and finding land in Plymouth, Massachusetts in the winter of 1620. When they arrived, they encountered very difficult Conditions. Many of them died from scurvy, their food withered away, and the harsh conditions of winter caused many of these pilgrims to succumb to this newfound land. There was a struggle for Thanksgiving. Now, these numbers could be off because I you you studied 10 different articles on the first Thanksgiving, and you'll get 10 different numbers. (laughs) But the one that I thought was probably the most that said only 52. Of over maybe 120 pilgrims remained into the next year. By the fall of the next year, there certainly would be a feast where the pilgrims met with the natives. In my research, though, I find it difficult to believe that turkey was the main dish on the menu, but rather venison being the delightful dish on the menu. I don't think he's here, but I was. Just, can I get an amen, Brother Sean Niece? <laughs> Some of you like venison, huh? I like venison. (laughs) But as we move up from thinking about the first Thanksgiving to our modern-day Thanksgiving, we can all say that we love Thanksgiving and what it represents. We love the time we spend with the loved ones. We most certainly love the food. We love the turkey, the mashed potatoes and gravy, the stuffing, and the pumpkin pie. It's a special time of year, and it brings families together who may not have seen each other In a while, there is a certain aura, hallelujah, in the air around this time of year as we celebrate Thanksgiving and knowing that Christmas is around the corner. I have never been into the day after Thanksgiving and all of the greedy consumerism that follows such a special day of the year. However, I have always loved what Thanksgiving represents and the joy it can bring to so many people and their families. I enjoy it so much that I'm going to try to take some heavy lifting off Mary Fay this year, and I'm going to venture into some cooking. And uh, men, can you get behind me? Maybe it's time that, men, we start helping our wives a little bit. <laughs> Come on. I, you know, I was thinking about could we deep fry a turkey, and then I heard 43,000 Americans burn their house down last year, and I thought, maybe it's not a good idea to fry the turkey. Uh, So we're going to try something else, and I'm going to try to venture into making this cheesecake, um, because if you try to buy a piece of cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory, my goodness, you'll pay a fortune. (laughs) So, anyway... Let's go back to the spiritual (laughs) sense. However, I am reminded in the spiritual sense that there is certainly a struggle for Thanksgiving at times. As we approach the Thanksgiving holiday, I am reminded of how much it can be a struggle for Thanksgiving in our human nature. If we are not right with God, there can be a growing unrest in our soul of unthankfulness and ungratefulness toward God and all that he has done for us. As we focus on Thanksgiving this week, let us be reminded of why we should be thankful. We know and serve a loving God who spilled His precious blood for us on the cross and rose again that we might have victory. We have a God that takes care of our needs. Hallelujah. And make sure we are provided for. You didn't go hungry this year. You had a roof over your head. Hallelujah. Come on. You had a car to drive. Yeah, hallelujah. We, we need to be thankful. We have a God that loves us unconditionally, never gives up on us, but stoops down and carries us through the hard times. Amen. We have a God that walked on water. He parted the Red Sea. Hallelujah. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind and he fed the multitudes. Hallelujah. We have a God that overcame death and the grave to give us life and life more abundantly. What a God we serve. Are you thankful this morning? You might be in a place of struggle for Thanksgiving, but I can promise you, God is not in a struggle. And victory can be yours this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm standing up here and preaching, but Friday morning, I was walking around on crutches. I think I pulled my hip flexor and... Uh, at our house we have a slight little gradient hill to our driveway. Pastor gave me a tip this morning how to overcome this, but I think I pulled my hip flexor. Now everybody says you want to be tall, try well, I, I, I got some thoughts about that. Being tall, it's hard sometimes. You just can't fit in everything. Praise God, I'm here because I'm like, I don't know, how am I going to do this Sunday? I'm on crutches, but Sunday I'm up here preaching. We have a God that heals. Hallelujah. We have a God that heals. If you need healing this morning, come on. He is here. You don't have to wait till Sunday night. We got to get out of Sunday night mode. Brother Rex, awesome message Wednesday night awesome message on worship. Hallelujah. Sunday morning, Sunday night. If it's Tuesday night, I don't care what night it is. Now I I hear, I hear you elderly saints talk about the old time revivals. Well, I'm old enough. When I was Trinity Pentecostal, I was in a three week revival every night till 10 o'clock at night. I remember those days. Now, I was an apostolic. Thank God he brought me into the truth. But I think we got to get back to those times that I'm leaving church when God's glory is done. And I know we have responsibilities, and it's hard. Some of you have little kids you've got to put down at night, put to sleep, and it's hard to get them to go to bed and on Sunday night. But if God tarries tonight till I don't know when and God's glory falls in this place, come on, his coming is very, very soon. Hallelujah. Come on, we got to get back to Pentecost. Amen. Hallelujah. But let's talk about this struggle for Thanksgiving. The struggle will produce a better version of you. As people of God, we need to be thankful unto Him. We'll be thankful unto Him and bless His name. We need to understand that this struggle, it's only going to make you better. Hallelujah. Pastor told me 2020 is going to be your year. I was afraid to get back up here and preach. I hadn't preached in a long time. And I said, how in 2020 with COVID? How is this going to happen? But God had a different plan. And I'll tell you what, don't bow to the fear of 2020. Come on, church. Let's be real. If you bow to the fear of 2020, you're going to bow to the fear of 2021. And Daniel said, I will stand for the Lord. I will not bow to this idol. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying we shouldn't be smart and wise and follow uh, protocols. But we're not going to follow protocols that makes me go against my faith. Come on, if you bow now, you're going to bow later. You better get serious with God. You better get serious with God, Pastor. I'm thankful for you because Pastor Haideball is not going to bow. He's not going to bow. Seventy years of truth, seventy or more years of truth. He's not going to bow. Who are we trying to please, God or man? We cannot live to please man, but we must live to please God. Hear me out. If we please God, then everything else will take care of itself. Read the Bible. You'll either fear God or you will fear man. Men that fear God, hear me out, are not disobedient. Men that fear God love their pastor. They submit to their pastor. Men that fear God, they submit to leadership because they understand how authority works. Being thankful will produce. Hear me out. Be thankful. And being thankful will produce a fear of the Lord and will bring you into a place of victory because your desire is to please God above all else. If you have a thankful heart to God, then you will not struggle with the fear of the Lord. Let's talk about the fear of the Lord. I know I'm preaching about Thanksgiving, but Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. What did the Lord do? I sought the Lord. The key is that He sought the Lord. What did the Lord do? He heard me and He delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. Sorry, I'm reading so much scripture, but it's okay. We need the Bible. Ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord, hallelujah, shall not want any good thing. If you're always worried about your wants, maybe Are you not seeking the Lord? Because when you get close to the Lord, you don't care about your wants. You just care about your needs. Come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm 111 and 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. There's more. I got more scriptures on that, but why am I talking about that? Because if you're not thankful to God, you're going to get yourself in a place where you don't fear God anymore. And that's what's happening in this world. People went to church on Sunday. Hallelujah. People don't go to church on Sunday anymore. We're losing the fear of the Lord in this country. But there are people, it's when Moses cried out to God about Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, I don't know if that's but there are people in this country that still love God. There are people that still want to be in church. And we got to keep fighting and keep interceding. But it's going to take people that are thankful so that you have the fear of the Lord in your life. Our human nature is going to constantly battle our thankfulness to God. Most victories are not produced from the ease of life, but rather the struggle to overcome. We are overcomers by what? The word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. You have a testimony. Be thankful unto God for your testimony. The problem for us saints sometimes is that we're in this so long that we forget our testimony. We forget to look back and think about where God brought us from. Without being thankful to God, we will live a defeated life. Because victory comes in knowing that God is always working things out for our best. And we need to be thankful for that. Why is praise so important? Brother Rex, you are talking about worship Wednesday night. And that is the ultimate goal. We want to get to worship. But to get to worship, you've got to praise The enemy wants to cut off our praise because he knows that if he cuts off our praise, we won't get to worship. Praise leads to worship because praise starts in the outer court. But it will lead you to the Holy of Holies where worship can take place. Hallelujah. You better get to worship in these altars at these church services. Because if you don't, you're going to fight a harder struggle at home. If you're not doing it at the altar here, if you're not willing to worship God here, you're not going to worship him at home. What is the password of praise? The password of praise is thank you. God wants to hear thank you, just like any parent wants to hear thank you when they take care of their child. How many of you parents have done so much for your child and sometimes they didn't say thank you and it pains you? A parent wants to be appreciated, and that reflects what God wants from us. He wants to know that we appreciate Him, and we are thankful unto Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you grateful to God this morning? or Are you grateful to God, or have you developed a cold and bitter heart? Ungratefulness is a dangerous place because it puts you in conflict with God. And so you don't want to, you don't want to be in conflict with God. He cannot use you if you had a heart of ungratefulness. He can only use a thankful and a grateful heart. We all want to be used by God. And we know that the will of God, we want to know what the will of God is for our lives. But what does the Bible say? 1 Thessalonians 5.18, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The pastor, pastor talks about it. If you're unthankful, your heart's going to grow towards bitterness. And if you become bitter with God, and that's a scary, scary place. I, I, I just hear that all the time when something bad happens. I hear pastor's voice, don't let bitterness get in your heart. Because if you're bitter with God, you'll be bitter with other people. And you'll be so locked up. God doesn't want your heart locked up. He wants your heart free so you can worship, right, Brother Rex? So you can worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 2 Timothy 3. I don't know if I'll read all this, but 1 through 5, it says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Unthankful, unholy. Don't get in an unthankful place. If you're struggling... Find something when you wake up in the morning to say, God, thank you. Whether it's your home or your children or your car that you have to get you to work or your job or whatever it is. Find something to say, God, thank you, pastor. You said it a couple weeks ago. Thank you for waking me up this morning. I feel the spirit of God in this place. I'm talking to you from experience. Because I had trials over the past five years that, that would lock my heart up. But God brought me to a place. And thank God for my wife. Because she kept preaching to me. Come on. If, if you're a boy in this place, you better marry the right woman. Shrew. You better marry a woman that will preach to you. <laughs> You men can testify. You better, you better marry a woman that will preach to you. Whew, man, she wears me out sometimes with her preaching, but I'm like, it's, it's what I need, right? It's what I, she, she gets mad because I don't want to listen to her the first time. I, I just struggle. Like, I'll listen to her, but it's going to take a little time. <laughs> Oh, I better get off that topic. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Help us. Romans 1. I, I want to read. This is something very powerful, I believe, in Scripture of why we need to be, especially as apostolics, thankful. It says, Romans one twenty and 21, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. His Godhead. We know what that means as apostolic. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Let me tell you something, church. If you go to a place of unthankfulness, what is the enemy coming after? He's coming after the Godhead. I heard a message at, at Spanish General Conference probably almost 10 years ago, that I'll never, never, ever forget that message by Ryan Crossley. His parents were missionaries in Argentina, and he was preaching about the oneness of God, and I'm not going to get on holiness today, but he said, the enemy's coming after your holiness because he don't care about your holiness. He cares about the oneness. Because what does the enemy know? He wants to cause confusion. Whoo! Don't take this for granted. Be thankful for this doctrine, for this truth. I got one more point and then I'm going to close. I can assure you this morning, if you come to God with a repentant heart and a praise on your lips, God will loosen up that stony heart. The enemy wants you bound up, but God wants to give you liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Can we activate the Spirit of God in this place, saints, this morning? Come on, saints. There's some people that need to be loose this morning from the bounds of unthankfulness and ungratefulness. By you activating the Spirit of God, they are going to get free. What breaks the yoke? The anointing breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. You may be in a struggle for thanksgiving this morning, but you can find freedom, joy, and peace in the Spirit this morning. If you feel bound up and you're in a struggle for Thanksgiving, then get close to the Spirit. Don't withdraw from the Spirit this morning because you just want to go through the motions or you're just not up to it. It's Sunday morning. I'm not up to it. I, that happens. It happens. We come in on saying, I'm just not at Sunday morning. <laughs> Draw yourself near to the Spirit because you can get a breakthrough. Hallelujah. You need a paradigm shift this morning. That's what we need. We need our whole mind to be shifted. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't have to leave here bound up. You don't have to leave here bound up, but you can be free in the spirit. How about we don't give in to the voice of the enemy, but we give in to the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to close. Musicians, if you can come and just play softly. I'm I'm going to finish this little point on Thanksgiving, but I want to go at the end of this message to a scripture that is so, it's our scripture as apostolics, but I want to show something that's generational. Because it is so important that you keep your thankfulness for the next generation that comes if God tarries, because we can't lose this thing. There are, there are people in the apostolic faith that have paid a price. They were pioneers. Pastor's father and his mother paid a price for this church to still be here and because pastor was obedient, it's still here to this day. Amen. Hear me out. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is a place of rest. He's calling you to a place of thanksgiving because it's a place where you don't have to struggle, but you can find rest in the Lord. There is a struggle for thanksgiving because the enemy knows that on the other side of thanksgiving, there is rest. Americans always feel excited for this holiday because they know it's a place of rest, but I think God is drawing us to a place of rest in the Spirit of God. Hear me. I don't know what you think rest is, but rest in the Spirit of God. It's not a lazy place, but it's a place where you can feel the peace and the joy of the Lord. It's a place where you can pray effectively again, worship effectively again, and minister and serve God effectively again. You know, when you are thankful to God, your prayers flow. Hallelujah. You get into that prayer room and you're like, wow. I am overcome by his presence and his glory. But when you're unthankful, you can't get a word out of your mouth sometimes. And I, if all you got this morning, if all you got is, Jesus, I'm thankful, I have breath in my mouth, then tell him that. What does the Bible say? The redeemed of the Lord say so. It's time that you start saying so. God, Lord, I'm thankful. Hallelujah, Lord, I'm thankful. Psalm 23, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. What is that talking about? That's talking about the rest of the, in the Lord. That's on the other side of thanksgiving. It says this, pandemic, yes. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, comfort me as I walk through the valley of this pandemic. I will fear no evil, hallelujah, for you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, comfort me. Come on, church, it's time. It's time. We, we, God was moving, Pastor. We know. Tyler and I talked about it. God was moving. These services were so powerful, and the enemy came in. But that's not going to stop this church. We will keep marching forward. Let me finish with this scripture. And we're going to sing a song. <laughs> the song is so powerful. And I remember the last time we sang this song. That the Spirit of God fell in this place. And there were people on this altar for whew, a powerful, powerful song. But let me read. This is why we need to be thankful. Acts 2:38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why is this so important? Verse 39. For this promise. Is unto you and to your children. Hallelujah, and to all that are afar f- off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let me tell you something. If you're a parent in this place and your child's backslid, keep preaching. Hallelujah. Keep praying. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't give up because they're going to come through. They're going to come through. We're going to see the prodigals come home to this place. Don't give up. It's not the enemy's word. It's God's word. Oh, I haven't seen that prodigal in two years. I haven't seen that prodigal in ten years. So what? Hallelujah. It's God's timing. This is a blessing for generations to come. Don't lose your thankfulness. Be grateful in your heart every day. God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for providing for me. Jehovah Jireh. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand all over this place. We're going to sing this song, The Blessing. I'm not going to sing. I'm going to sing without the microphone, but... (laughs) To see me see. But let's come into this altar. Hallelujah. Let's praise God today. Hallelujah. Keep your thankfulness. Even though there's a struggle for thanksgiving, be thankful today so that this will carry on to generation after generation. Hallelujah.
1: Reach out to him this morning. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, and you're coming and you're going. You're weeping, you're rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. He's for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, sing it with us now One more time, everybody Hallelujah. Glory of our praise and adoration. We magnify your wonderful name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why those scriptures, it says, I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go to the house of the Lord. Praise God. There's something about being in the house of the Lord, amen, something that we're thankful for, uh, brother Gardner thank you this morning for that wonderful message, appreciate that, praise God, he's, he's like the energizer bunny when you wind him up, it takes a while for him to unwind, but that's a great message, thank you very much, amen, it's up. Uh, Your relationship with God depends, I believe, a lot on your thankfulness toward Him. If there is no thankfulness toward Him, then you have no uh, aptitude or any any way of bringing that communication together, that dialogue together, that can actually make a difference in your life. Amen. So, being thankful unto Him, and this week we will be celebrating Thanksgiving, and. Uh, I'm sure you will do it in your own way, Uh, but uh, uh, I want to celebrate it, not just being thankful for my family. This is the time of year that when we get together, we go around the room and everybody talks and says what they're thankful for, amen, and I'm sure many of them this year will thank God that they are done with COVID, praise God. Amen. Many people are not, though. So we need to make sure that we thank God. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Amen. Unto the Lord, because He is, He is our God of goodness and mercy and love and kindness. Amen. So we're going to be back this evening at 6:30. Brother Shad Holly will be with us. So why don't we take this message with us today? Eat on it. Feast on it today. And when we come back tonight, let something be in us. Because you know what? God can move in this place tonight. People that are sick can be healed. People that need the baptism of His Spirit can be filled with His Spirit. Those that need baptized can go down in the lovely name of Jesus. Right? So let's feast on this all afternoon and be thankful. Lord God, we thank you once again for your goodness, your mercy, your love, and kindness.